few weeks ago was the week of prayer for Christian unity. It's celebrated in Christian churches around the world every year from January 18th to the 25th. And it's a time when we are reminded to pray for Christian unity. To wonder why there are some 40,000 Christian denominations. And to reflect on one of Jesus' last prayers when he was on earth. According to John chapter 17, Jesus prayed that his disciples be one. Surely the Christian church is not one, not if there are 40,000 different Christian denominations. Every year there's a different scriptural theme for this week, and this year's was from the beginning of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. There was division in Corinth, and Paul asks them, has Christ been divided? Surely that's a question that concerns us too. Did I mention that there are some 40,000 different Christian denominations? Not only are we divided, there is no unity, but there is also very little cooperation among Christian churches. We need to do better. I was reminded of the meaning of the word symbol. It comes from the Greek word symbolon, which means to bring together. The opposite of symbolon is a word that means to throw apart, to divide. That word is diabolon. That's where the English word diabolic comes from, where the Spanish word diablo comes from. Truly. Anything that is divisive is diabolic. Anything that divides people is not Christian and not of God. God is a God of togetherness, of coming together, of oneness. Remember that next time you're caught up in petty and proud action that is causing division, especially in the church. Let's continue to pray for unity in the body of Christ, not just once a year, but all the time. But let's also pray for unity in our marriages, our families, our communities, our workplaces, our schools, our parishes. Let's not divide the body of Christ. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to an all-new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro, and I must say that um, we're recording this show on Wednesday, and we are getting hit by one of the biggest winter storms that has ever happened. So I am here in the booth by myself. Javier, our sound engineer, is here faithfully. We're recording the show and we're very excited to bring you a very good show. Um, It's our first program of 2014. Um, Our public relations expert, Danny Torquia, is uh, coming back to give us advice for all church communicators. This is invaluable advice for all of you who are dedicated to getting the church message out, especially those dealing with secular media. And today, Danny's going to be speaking about the use of images, the importance of using photography and images. It's very important. So that's in about 20 minutes. In our second half hour, we're going to be speaking with Jackie Von Zuell. Jackie's book, The Prayer, A Love Story, has been touching a lot of people out there. And maybe you've heard of it or you've read the book or you've heard of Jackie's story. It's a powerful reminder that life is full of everyday, ordinary miracles and that God does guide us and works His will in our lives daily. And that's going to be in about half an hour. I'm looking forward to that. And also in our second half hour, we're going to be speaking with Stephen Rees of the Cajun group L'Angelus. You're going to love their music. In fact, for those who are listening to the program live on the Catholic Channel or on Spirit FM, L'Angelus has made available a free download of their latest album, Love Don't Care, off our Facebook page. So you can go now to facebook.com slash slradio1. That's the number one. Go right now to download your free copy. Um, It's only available when the program is airing live, so go get it. And now to give you a sense of what you'll be downloading, here's L'Angelus with Jolie Blonde from their album Love Don't Care.
Angelus with Jolie Blonde from their album Love Don't Care. We're going to be speaking with Stephen Rees from L'Angelus in our second half hour. And remember that for those of you who are listening to the program live on the Catholic Channel or on Spirit FM, L'Angelus has made available a free download of their album Love Don't Care off our Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com slash slradio1 to download your free copy. And now sitting in for Alicia, who's home sick. Not that the blizzard has helped, um, is Stefan Slovak with our news. Welcome to the program, Stefan. So, what's thank in you our, for having me? What's in the news today or this week? Okay, well, the uh, the big story of the week uh, coming out of the Vatican uh, is the Vatican's response to a UN report right. on, uh, on on child abuse. Yeah. So, uh, back in December, a committee convened the UN Committee on the Rights of the Child. And this past January, 
uh, questioned uh, the Holy See regarding the whole the whole issue. Uh-huh. Now, uh, this week they released a highly anticipated report that was very critical of of the Holy See and of the Church as a whole right. in the handling of this issue. So the committee uh, wanted to speak on the issues of creating a new papal commission and investigating the conduct of hierarchy as well. So the Holy See uh, responded by saying, according to the proper procedures foreseen for the parties to the convention, the Holy See takes note of the concluding observations on its report, which will be submitted to a thorough study and examination in full respect of the convention in the different areas presented by the committee according to international law and practice, as well as taking into consideration the public interactive debate with the committee held on the 16th of January, 2014. The Holy See does, however, regret to see in some points of concluding observations an attempt to interfere with the Catholic Church's teaching on the dignity of the human person and the exercise of religious freedom. The Holy See reiterates its commitment to defending and protecting the rights of the child in line with the principles promoted by the Convention on the Rights of the Child and according to the moral and religious values offered by the Catholic Church. Right, so I'm sure that, well, by now a lot of things have happened since that statement came out, and, and people can get more information also through the Salt and Light blog, saltandlighttv.org slash blog, and also uh, watching uh, you and uh, some of our other Perspectives uh, hosts on Perspectives also on on our website. Um, yeah, I'm sure it'll keep unfolding, this, this story, we'll be watching it. Absolutely. Next up, we uh, we had Pope Francis uh, release his Lenten message for 2014 this oh, yeah? year. Okay. So the focus of this year's theme is, he became poor so that by his poverty you might become rich. So the Pope begins by asking people what the invitation to poverty and a life of evangelical poverty means today. Okay. So uh, he said that Jesus did not seek poverty for its own sake. Um but that by his poverty, we could become rich. Mm-hmm. So the Pope had people look at their witness uh, to confront the poverty of their brothers and sisters, uh, to make it their own, to touch it, to really find practical ways to alleviate it. But then he talked about three kinds of destitution. Uh, he first talked about material destitution, things like uh, lack of food, lack of rights. Mm-hmm. And he said that we can't let luxury and money become idols. Uh, because he said our consciences require conversion uh, towards simplicity, sharing, uh, justice, equality. Uh, He then spoke of moral destitution. Uh, He described this as slavery to sin and vice, and saying that this is the kind of thing that can really destroy people's lives and really urged people to focus on God's love, and that it was God's love that could save us at the end of the day. Uh, And lastly, he spoke of spiritual destitution, saying that the gospel is the only antidote uh, to overcoming spiritual destitution, that people really need to be able to proclaim the forgiveness of sins. So uh-huh. he, he, he just tied it up by saying uh, to people to look at what they can give up in order to enrich others through their own poverty right. this Lenten okay. season. Yeah. So, and, and Lent is a, we're about a month out for Lent, so uh, lots to think about there. And I'm sure we'll come back to, to these messages. And now the Pope is going to receive a visit at some point this year. Yes, right? he is. An important uh, visit. <laughs> yeah, the Holy Father is going to receive a visit from Queen Elizabeth II and her husband, Prince Philip, yeah. on April the 3rd. Okay. Uh, they were originally invited to Rome about a year ago to have lunch with the President of Italy, Giorgio Napolitano. Mm-hmm. However, the Queen's health at the time was uh, was failing. So they postponed it, took a rain check, and... They were going to come to have lunch with President Napolitano, but it just so happened we have a new pontiff, and they thought this would of be a course. great opportunity 
uh, to get everyone in the same room and, uh, and, of and to meet. That's, that, that, that's fun. I love it that, that they're just going to have lunch. I'm, we're going to Rome to have lunch. Let's go to Rome have lunch today. And and they're, they're fitting in the, the And then the an Holy afternoon Father. with yeah. the Holy Father. Excellent. Yeah. So so that'll be in April. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, Stefan. Um, Stefan Slovak, you can see him on Perspectives every once in a while, hosting uh, our daily update on Salt and Light TV. Um, he was sitting in today for Alicia Ambrosio. Hi, I'm Father Alberto Raposo from La Voz del Desierto from Spain. And you are listening to the Salt and Light Hours with Deacon Pedro. I'm Deacon Pedro. Our website is saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Our Facebook page, facebook.com slash slradio1. That's the number one. And now, Saint of the Week with Andrew Santos. Oh, Deacon Pedro. Andrew, How's it going? good. Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you. Hopefully, uh, this has been a very good start to uh, 2014 it's for you. A snowy, a, snowy start, a snowy start for us in the snow belts up here. Um, funny you say snowy because I was like, okay, who can we start off this new year um, talking about? And I thought, you know what, let's talk about St. Barbara, because I know her to be the patron sa- uh, saint of storms really? and weather. Yeah, she is. And it's funny because, uh, you know, you talk uh, amongst Catholic circles and people are like, no, you can't believe in St. Barbara. That's just, a, that's just fiction. And I was like, no, every time that I've prayed to St. Barbara, she works. And, you know, so, earlier this week, yeah. you know, earlier this week, our, uh, most of our listeners in the GTA were kind of hit with uh, a lot more snow. Uh-huh. Um, not just here, but everywhere. Wednesday yeah, in yeah, yeah. Toronto. So, um, yeah, it's just it's been very interesting. So I thought maybe we could look at St. Barbara, but I think I'll save her for another time. What? That's a tease. So we're not doing St. Barbara. <laughs> no, that was a little bit of a tease. Okay. Um, well, who I would like to talk about, Deacon Pedro, yes. is actually two Canadian uh, blesseds yeah. who are potentially up for canonization. Ah, uh, there's been yes. a lot of talk, um, yes. especially at the beginning of February, that Canada might see the canonization of two new saints. Uh-huh. Number one, Blessed Marie de l'Incarnation, yeah. um, also known as the mother of the Canadian Church, Yes. and Blessed François de Laval, Yes. and he is from Quebec. So First we're going to start with Laval today. Okay, Here good. we go. Tell us. In, the, in 1659, François de Laval, um, age 36, he landed in New France, mm-hmm. okay, um, known as present-day Quebec. As the first bishop of the Quebec Diocese, the Quebec Diocese, which is known to be the oldest uh, Roman Catholic diocese in North America, mm-hmm. um, it extended all the way from Acadia, so out in the east, yes. uh, to Louisiana. So it was his goal, it was his mission to build up the church that was growing there. Mm-hmm. So he was known as a devoted shep- shepherd. Um, he often traveled great distances. Um, that was on foot, by canoe. He was known to wear snowshoes uh, to visit and comfort his flock. So just right. imagine that he would have had to gone to go from Acadia all the way down to Louisiana. Crazy. Um, his deep devotion to the Holy Family and the Holy Guardian Angels, uh, together with his steadfast faith in Providence, made him a very inspiring spiritual leader for the people of that time. Hmm. Uh, François de Laval was a very uh, strong supporter of education, and he created the Seminaire de Québec, which is uh, still uh, present today in the Diocese of Quebec City. Hmm. Um, it's known as a very good, solid community of priests who live there. Um, he also founded the Petit Seminaire, um, and that was for young boys. Also the Grand Seminaire, where candidates for the priesthood were trained. And the Grand Fer, um, mm-hmm. which was a school that taught the skilled trades in Quebec. Um, he was also a very good administrator and seigneur. Um, he helped to develop the Côté de Beaupré and ensured the financial stability needed to make his bold vision of a strong church in Quebec a reality. 
Right. So uh, Deacon Pedro, guided by his strong faith and unwavering principles, Francois de Laval spent two decades battling the alcohol trade between uh-huh. the French and the Native Americans. Yeah. So uh, fast forward to the end of his life. We know that he died at the age of 85. He was in poor health, and he um, suffered very much so towards the end of his life. Since 1993, his body has been resting in the Notre Dame de Quebec Basilica Cathedral Funeral Chapel. Mm-hmm. And if you ever get the chance, go out and check Quebec City, the old part of Quebec City. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, it's got this beautiful European feel to it. Um, the Notre Dame de Quebec Basilica Cathedral is the oldest Catholic parish in North America. Wow. And that's where his body has been resting since 93. Mm-hmm. So, um, Francois de Laval, Deacon Pedro, is an imposing figure. Uh, he was beatified by Blessed Pope John Paul II in 1980. And he really has left the Quebec Church a, an invaluable, tangible, and spiritual legacy. So I'm looking forward to kind of seeing where um, this whole beatification, canonization process is going to go this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, here's hoping that Canada will have a second saint. Yes. So Bless- next week, Deacon Pedro, we're going to look at Blessed Marie de l'Incarnation. Perfect. So Blessed Francois de Laval, possibly Saint Francois de Laval. God willing. Um, God willing. Thank you. And it's, 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 it's coincidental that you mentioned a Acadia and Louisiana because our featured band as you know this week is L'Angelus and they're a Cajun Catholic band they sing in French but they're from Louisiana yeah very so good they're, yeah they're, they're, there still is yeah, there a little is bit a of lot. a French presence down in Louisiana especially absolutely. In, uh, in the French Quarter in New absolutely Orleans. very 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 true anyway Andrew thank you for that uh, thanks for a little Canadiana thank you Deacon and uh, we'll talk to you next week Andrew Santos our Saint Expert Hello, this is Renee Bondi, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. You can find Salt and Light Radio on Facebook, facebook.com slash slradio1. Visit us and like our page, and also go to saltandlighttv.org slash radio and stay connected for a chance to win cool music prizes with all our featured artists. And now it's time for... Media Ministry Minutes with Danny Torquia. Danny, I'm very pumped because I love that you're going to talk about images and photography. Well, that sounds great. I mean, it's such an important topic, but uh, let, let's let's get into it. Yes, especially, can I just say, because here's my little rant, especially for people that are using social networking, social media, Facebook, Twitter, for promoting their events and things. If they're not using photos, nobody's reading their posts. Is it fair for me to say that? Yeah, and I think it's it's safe to say that the the internet and all the social media is really driven by uh, by images or video, which is really no different than what basic communication principles dictate as well. That images rule basically. So, so what a, pic, a picture is worth a, th- a wor- what is it? A picture is worth a, th- a thousand words. Is yeah, that- absolutely. And and ju- just today, I was with one of Canada's leading marketing uh, academics. Um, and he was just saying how the, the, uh, it's an amazing amount of uh, data and research that supports that people, men and women, ordinary people, um, understand, appreciate, and embrace images way more than anything else. So, you know, we as uh, in our church groups, in our parishes, in our dioceses, in our uh, community groups, we need to ask ourselves, are we using just basic imagery well enough in our basic communications with external and internal audience groups? Okay, so, and, and I know you want to talk about specifically dealing with, with media. Uh, anyway, I wanted you to talk about that. But you're not just talking about that. You're talking about websites for sure, but you're talking about parish bulletins? Are you talking about 
like every church communications? Well, yeah. I mean, because you know, every organization nowadays, of course, they, they a lot of them uh, in my profession of PR, a lot of times we want to talk about earned media or editorial media, uh-huh. so that uh, secular media or or religious media try to maybe cover you more. But then there's also we've all become our own media conglomerates through our social media accounts, through our own newsletters or email blasts, which are affordable these days. So organizations obviously become their own media um, entities with their own channels that they control. So it, it really is. And then of course some people buy ads. And in all of those three different channels, we got to ask ourselves: Are we using compelling images? Is it a? Or do we have a methodology to capture good images? Is it an afford? Don't we want also people to realize they don't always have to hire a professional photojournalist. You can train someone. You can hone it. You can talk to, to your audience to say, "Do you like this shot?" And then, what we should do, all of us in communications, is, is just share some best practices on, you know, the the, the overview uh, you know, of basic good photography. Yeah. Okay. And I think everybody's got a phone, so everybody can take a photo. Um, can you give us uh, quickly some 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 tips on? Uh, what what the photo should be like? Uh, what yeah. are we talking about? Well, I think it, it comes down to emotions and a story. And so, you know, a lot of times we... And you have to contrast between telling a story and sharing an emotion versus your proverbial or your typical photo album oh, at home. Yeah. In a photo album at home, you want, oh, that picture with 30 cousins. Or with there's our class of 86. And the next thing you know, you've got 30 faces that are so small. But it, that's, that's good for albums and coffee table albums for families and, and, and colleagues. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about telling a story, you need to think of Bobby Orr scoring the goal when he's perpendicular uh, to the ground, uh-huh. sorry, parallel yeah, yeah. to the ground, or uh, uh, Bjorn Borg winning Wimbledon on his knees with his hands in the air. And you see, you realize it's really our ability to take a picture of someone with emotions, whether it's anger, whether it's joy, whether it's euphoria, whether it's struggling, mm-hmm. it's uh, fear. And, and all of those need um, someone's faces, someone's emotions, someone uh, or an, an actor, so a child feeding, helping another child. So I think we need to get close into the subjects of our of our cameras, uh-huh. and 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 also to show the diversity of our faith. I remember one anecdote is uh, some of you, uh, the audience might know, I worked with Salt and Light, and, and someone mm-hmm. had told me, the beauty of television is that you don't need to have a big budget, you just need to show smiling faces, yeah. diversity of faces, and yeah. that is gorgeous television. No, it is, and, and television, you don't, you don't even have to speak. If the images speak, you know, like you said, it's worth a thousand words. Uh, I just want to go back to the to the tip about about getting close. So you mean, like, don't take a wide shot of someone, you know, standing. Get in there, make sure that it's, you know, framed the face, head and shoulders kind of thing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, because that's more compelling. Yeah, keep the shots tight. So Also remember that if if you're going to try to get the image in a weekly uh, black and white uh, paper, or, you know, they have to, it becomes pixelized if it's too small. Of course. And and you need to show that emotion. So, yeah, you got to keep the frame nice and tight, um, make it, um, you know, show people... Uh, it can also be contrived, so it can't be by contrived. Editors say, "I don't want to see uh, uh, two people shaking hands, but they're both looking at the camera." Uh huh. Okay. Uh, it, it just sh- seems so artificial Post, and planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now and then, just to go quickly to to uh, media relations. If you're sending a press release, should you always send photos? Yeah, it, it would. Be, that's the best way. I mean, a photo and a caption might be enough. And so, instead, some people might uh, really feel uh, burdened by the pressure to write a. 300 300 word press release 
with quotes and, for, and formal intros and lead paragraphs. But when they really, uh, maybe just a picture and a 50-word caption will suffice. Yeah, I don't even, I'm going to even amend that and say it doesn't even have to be a 50-word caption. It can be a sentence. Yeah. Um, I, and can I, we're out of time, but I'm going to end by, by inviting every single person that's listening to this show, if you want Salt and Light Media, not radio, but media, to tell your story, send us photos. If you have an ordination, take a picture with a little caption, send us the photo. We'll put it on Facebook. We'll let people know. That's how we're going to promote vocations. If something's happening in your parish, take a photo, send it to us. We'll put it on Facebook. That's how it works. It's very simple. If you send me a press release and there's no photo, it's not going to make it onto the news. Is that too drastic for me to say that? No, I think you should get a lift in the images because you're, you've said everything. We've, you've encapsulated everything we've tried to say, and, and I think people should take more pictures. Ordinary parishioners, ordinary people at events should take pictures and then try their luck and share it because maybe they got the winning picture. In fact, Absolutely. that's how we'll find the winning picture. Absolutely. And to add to all this, so everything, Danny has written all this up as an article, and we're going to start posting these resources on our Salt and Light Radio webpage. So you can find this, you can listen to the interview, but you can also go back and there's lots of tips here um, on photography, Church PR by Danny Torquia. Danny, thank you for what you're doing. And <laughs> this is great. We, My we pleasure. Have, Thanks for doing this. We need to have an hour long show just with you. <laughs> One day, maybe. Danny Torquia is the managing director of Torquia Communications. You can follow him at Dan Torquia on Twitter. This is Joe Morales. You're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. You can download our podcast for free at saltandlighttv.org slash radio and also off iTunes. And uh, I'm sad to say that Sheridan has had to go on a bit of a leave from this program, not just today because there's a blizzard, but she's working on several projects for Salt and Light TV. So I'm going to continue bringing this segment without her. Today we will be speaking with Jeff Compton. He's the general manager of 88.9 FM WJTA Holy Family Radio in Ohio. He's hosting a new program that we'd like to help him promote. Jeff, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So you have a new show. You're trying something something new out at the station. Uh, tell us about it. Well, about six months ago, we created a new uh, music-oriented show called The Catholic Playlist. Uh-huh. And in that show, we're going to we play the newest and some of the best uh, contemporary Christian music out there, but from Catholic artists. Okay, so why did you find that that was necessary? Is do you find that Catholic radio is generally talk radio? That's right. Our station is a uh, oriented like a talk uh, talk radio station with lots of uh, call in shows and catechesis, and right. uh, a lot of people tell us, and when we go out and meet them and through surveys that. They might listen more often, or some people would listen if we had uh, a little bit of music. So we're trying to you know, provide that uh, to folks to kind of get them to listen some more. So you're trying this out? You've been trying it, you said, six months. How's it going? I think it's going very well. What we've found over time is that not only do the listeners enjoy the music, but also the artists enjoy having their music played <laughs> on course. the radio yeah. and through part and through podcasts. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, because th- we find the same, that it's the artists, that nobody else is playing their music, and it's good stuff, especially, I mean, recently, contemporary Catholic music has really gone gone up, you know, a couple notches. So do, do you find that part of what you want to do is to also promote these Catholic artists, support them? Absolutely, absolutely. That is one of the main thrusts of it now, 
is not only just playing the music to our listeners, but also to help promote these artists to get their ministries uh, out in the open and to get them to reach more people as well. So you said it's contemporary music. Um, what sort of, who are the artists that you're playing? I'm sure our listeners are familiar with a lot of them, so can you rhyme off some of them? Sure, absolutely. I'm, in fact, I'm producing the, the, this coming weekend show, and we're going to have artists like Sarah Kroger, nice. The Thirsting, Jacob and Matthew Band, amongst some others. Uh, our new artist for this week is Delmore. It's a band out of the Boston area. So do you try to feature a new band every week? You know what? I try every week, and it's so hard. far it's yeah. been successful because uh, there's actually more artists out there than anyone would ever expect. I know. We, we found the same. So if people, because you're in northeastern Ohio, um, but you also have a website, can people listen to the show or download the program as a podcast? Yes, they can. Uh, they can go. The, the podcast can be found at catholicplaylist.podbean.com. Okay. Or they can go to our station's website, which is www.wjta889.org. Okay, we're going to put all those links on our site because people are like, what? I didn't get to write it down. But catholicplaylist.podbean, that's, which is a, a podcast, uh, I guess, service website. Yeah. This is great, Jeff. Thank you so much for, for doing that, for, for promoting the artists for doing what you're doing for, for I, I guess, radio in, in, in that sense is a gathering gathering space. Um, and I think it's a great media t- to reach lots of people. So uh, thank you for that. Um, good to be partnering with you guys um, and keep up the good work. Thank you very much. That was Jeff Compton, General Manager at WJTA Holy Family Catholic Radio in Ohio. He's also the host of the Catholic Playlist, and we're going to be airing the Catholic Playlist on Salt and Light Radio as well, so it's good to be partnering with others who are committed to supporting Catholic artists. And now, don't go anywhere, because coming up in our second half hour, The Prayer, A Love Story, a conversation with Jackie Von Zuell, and we meet the Cajun Catholic band L'Angelus. Remember that for those of you who are listening to the program live on the Catholic Channel or on Spirit FM, today's featured band, L'Angelus, has made available a free download of their album, Love Don't Care, off our Facebook page. So just go there, facebook.com slash slradio1, and download your free copy. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour, Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. After any tragedy, most of us will wonder what kind of God could let something like that happen. Now, this is exactly the case with speaker and author Jackie Von Zuell. In a matter of months, she lost her job, had her heart broken, had both parents in the hospital, and also learned that her best friend had been repeatedly raped as a six-year-old girl. Jackie Von Zuell details her journey away from and back to her faith in her new book, The Prayer, A Love Story. And to tell us all about it, we are now joined by Jackie Von Zuell. Jackie, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Deacon Pedro, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Um, it, it's it, it's a great pleasure to, to, to be chatting with you. I, I very much enjoyed the book. Um, but for our listeners that are maybe hearing about this for the first time, they've, they haven't heard from you, can you tell us a little bit about what your childhood was like? Well, my childhood was... Uh Typical and untypical childhood, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, two parents who passionately loved their children. We had a good, strong home, a very faithful home. Mm-hmm. Went to church. My mom talked about God all the time. We always had a blessing before the evening meal. And, you know, faith was a very, very strong fabric in our lives. 
Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean life was easy. We had challenges. Right. And those challenges complicated childhood. My father had an addiction to gambling. Uh-huh. And, you know, as a child, I, I loved him passionately and unconditionally. He was, he was my hero. But right. he wasn't a perfect hero. He had a flaw. And, you know, sometimes one of the things that we learn growing up is our heroes aren't perfect. Yeah. Yeah, our parents are not perfect. Now, you, but you, you're also uh, an immigrant family. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yes. Both of my parents were actually born in the town of Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And my, my dad used to always joke, I, I, I played kickball in the same streets as Jesus. <laughs> uh-huh. So it was very interesting that Bethlehem right now is so divided politically and there's so much going on in that region of the world. So when right. someone says, where are you from? It, it was hard to answer that question. It was hard mm-hmm. to just say, my parents are from Bethlehem. And, they, and then they'd say, are you, are you um, a Palestinian? Are you Jewish? Are you an Israeli? And as a small child, I would say, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, my parents are from Bethlehem. Yeah. So it was a, a little bit confusing growing up. Yeah, and I guess for a lot of people, the, the, just the concept of Christians in, in that part of the world, we think it, they're all Muslim, but of course there's Christians in Bethlehem and Christians from Bethlehem. Um, as an adult, so you, 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 I think uh, it's fair to say that you were very successful, you were very much uh, a, 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 a high achiever. Um, could you describe a little bit, how would you describe the time when you began losing your faith? Well... No matter what we achieve in life physically, you know, great education, great job, great success, if it's not built in the roots and the foundation of faith in God, that foundation will eventually collapse, no uh-huh. matter how high that tower was built. And that's exactly what happened to me. I, I built that foundation on ambition, uh-huh. and I built that, in, uh, you know, that foundation on all these reasons for wanting to succeed. And it's not wrong to want to succeed. Uh-huh. But you have to want to succeed for God and to right. serve the Lord. And mm-hmm. because my values at that time in my life were not exactly aligned where they should have been, mm-hmm. I, I my faith cracked, mm-hmm. and that was the beginning of my journey to right. to understand the purpose of my life was really to build my mountain of faith. Do you think that you had to go through that time that God brings us through, through moments like that? And I hate to say um, on purpose, but for for with a purpose, so that we can truly get to where we need to go. Oh my goodness! Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I look back on that challenging period of my life. You know, it's the greatest blessing, the greatest mm-hmm. gift, and the greatest act of love from God. And you might look at that and you see someone loses their job, they lose this, they lose that, they lose everything around them, and they're going through a very difficult time. Yeah, but you have to realize that it might be the greatest act of love to bring that person back home. Yes, and, and it's not easy because, I mean, you, you eventually did find a different job and, and your parents' health improved and, and you were, you know, I mean, things seemed to be getting better, but your faith did not get better. Everything on the surface got better, but the, the journey of faith was very complex. Mm-hmm. It was very complex and it took a long time. And I meet all the I meet people all the time who ask me the question, Well, what happened? And the answer is not easy. Right. The answer is that you have to trust God every single day. Mm-hmm. It's not that 
it'll happen one moment and you can just forget about it. The, the journey to come back home and to pray and to trust the Lord and to, to hope in the Lord and to have certainty that those prayers are heard, right. it's a very challenging process, and it's one step at a time. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you about that, and I'm glad you, you brought it up, trust. You, 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 in the book, talk a lot about the difference between hope and certainty. Why do you think people have a hard time with certainty? I think we, we, we're okay with hope, but we don't <laughs> seem to be okay with certainty. Why do you think that is? Well, the Scripture is so rich in hope. The Scripture is so rich in teaching us this concept of hope. And I, I believe we all understand that. And, but one of the problems, I, I should say one of the challenges when we're on a journey of faith, is that what are we attacking? We're attacking doubt. You know, when we lose our job and right. we're, we're essentially scared we can't provide for our family, or we, God forbid, get diagnosed with something that's very frightening, mm-hmm. we, are, we are fighting doubt. And the only way you can fight doubt is with certainty. And what I've come to learn is my certainty in the Lord, my certainty in the Lord is not an expectation that life will be perfect or life will be easy. My certainty in the Lord is knowing that I've consecrated my life to Him. Right. And that no matter what is happening, he is in charge, and that this is happening for a reason. Do you think that, that the pr- part of the challenge is that certainty is not a feeling, that we have to f- almost force ourselves to have the certainty, or, or does, is it a gift? Certainty is a gift. I mean, everything that we have inside of us is a gift from God. Uh-huh. So when you pray, you know, it's, you know I, I ask the Lord every night, please, you know, Please have the Holy Spirit enter my heart and bless me with the certainty that my life is consecrated to you. Right, right. So we can ask for that. Now, you is it fair? To, I mean, the book is called The Prayer. So I think it's fair to say that you've had, that you, in your life, you've experienced prayers that are answered. You maybe even live that every day. So what would you say is the secret to having your prayers answered? Or is there a secret? I, I, I think there, there's so many secrets. You know, I mean, I've, I've heard so many homilies and a wonderful masses that share so many rich secrets to to miracles and answered prayers. Yeah. And one of the ones that one of the ones I want to share with everybody is the act of praying for others. Right. When we pray for others, we're we're essentially loving others. We're uh-huh. sharing our heart. We're becoming more like the saints. We're becoming more like, you know, the apostles and who God created us to be, a loving, sharing, caring human being. And we put other others' needs and their intentions and their prayers before our own. We we were acting like the child God meant for us to be, a loving person. Right. And I believe this is one of those doors that opens up the gateway to, you know, being in the presence of the Lord and having an answered prayer is when you unconditionally put the needs of others before your own. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That That's probably, I think for me, one of the biggest messages in your book. But just like that message, the book is full of, I mean, it's a great story and it's very well written. And I really appreciate that you took the time to write it well. Um, but that it's also full of great wisdom. Um, the prayer, a love story, unlock a life of miracles, unconditional love and answered prayers. Who doesn't want that? Jackie, it's been a, a, a real delight reading the book and, and, and chatting with you. Um, Thank you for sharing a little bit of your experience and wisdom with us today. Deacon Pedro, thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. It's been such a pleasure. 
Jackie Von Zwell is a relationship expert, a certified life coach, a speaker and author. Her first book, The Prayer, A Love Story, is published by Johann Press. You can find out more at Jackie's website, JackieVonZwell.com. Uh, that's Zwell, Z-W-E-H-L. Uh, but we're going to put that link on our site so that you can find it easily. Here now is our featured group of the week, L'Angelus with their song River Road from their album Love Don't Care. Hey there lover, let's don't take the freeway Ooh, let's ride the river road to New Orleans If you park up on the levee south of Plaquemine I'll show you why L'Angelus with River Road from their album Love Don't Care. Now, L'Angelus is a French word, or I guess two words, for the Angelus, 
which is the midday prayer to Mary that uses the words of the angel Gabriel. And this is a prayer that originated in medieval France. And this tradition of praying the Angelus was brought to North America by the French people that came and French-speaking Acadians in Canada continue this prayer through the centuries. Now, many of their Cajun descendants in Louisiana also still say this prayer every day. And our featured band of the week, L'Angelus, picked this name to recognize their Cajun roots and the idea of community joining together, which they say is what music in the Cajun culture is all about. And to tell us all about their music, their roots, their family, and the work that they do, I am now joined by L'Angelus band member. He's the fiddler, Stephen Reese. Stephen, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Thank you. It's great to be here. I know. You're the fid- You're not just the fiddler because you play a whole bunch of instruments, but you, I, I, I can't even begin. There's just too many. So, um, <laughs> I, but, but I should mention off, off the bat that the four of you are siblings, right? So there are two brothers, you and Johnny, and two mm-hmm. sisters, Katie and Paige. So growing up, were you guys like the Von Trapp family singers? Yeah, we were sort of like the, uh, the Von Trapps, only without as much um, natural obedience as those children <laughs> Your dad didn't have a whistle? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they kind of have that, um, I don't know, that, that, that European sort of, well, they weren't, they weren't from Germany, but they were from Austria. Uh, Austria. Austria. Yeah. So they have sort of, a, a, I think, a more rigid approach, whereas the French approach is a little bit more laissez-faire, kind of let it be. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, that bloodline kind of, we all were like, well rules hmm you know <laughs> but you but certainly there was music in the house you guys were were you performing as a family or with your mom yeah, we when were, you were little we were always kind of playing music and and actually before we even had formed a band like uh we had the kids had you know made sort of pretend bands along the way we had one point my parents used to laugh because we didn't understand the joke we had made but we had made all these t-shirts for a band we created called the kids with a z the kids of rhythm Right. And my parents thought it was hilarious, and we, of course, had no idea why they thought it was so funny. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty Cute. funny. Cute. So, um, do you, do you, I know, you know, Johnny's a drummer, Katie plays guitar, she sings, I think you all sing, Paige is the bass player, you play the fiddle and the penny whistle, and I don't know what other things you play. Do you all play multiple instruments? Um, we all play, like, uh, couple of things Paige uh is the bass player and she plays a little bit of guitar you know to be able to yeah, song write and, and Johnny who's the drummer plays drums but he's also a really great piano player Katie uh. plays guitar and you know a tiny bit of keys um I I'm sort of like you know they had their bases covered with guitar bass and drums <laughs> so I just sort of throughout the years got thrown extra things and uh and got thrown up on stage playing them kind of almost right away. So I started out actually on harmonica. Really? And then I was eight years old, and then a year later I got a fiddle, and then a year after that I got a saxophone, and I started playing guitar like when I was 12-ish and mandolin around the same time, and I'm just sort of, uh, I'm like the grease monkey, the the utility musician. Right, do whatever needs to be done. Um, But you all sing. Do you all songwrite, or is there, like how are the roles divided in that sense? We all we all kind of write, and uh, we all have you know sort of stuff that we do on our own, and then come together, and uh, we'll probably even soon start you know releasing uh, music just under our own individual names because we've all got songs that like might not be Longelous tunes, but yeah. are you know that would be that are still good songs. But uh, yeah, for the most part, 
we will bring something to the table and then the band might might tweak it some, you know, so that it is more of a Lajeuse tune or right. maybe change a chord here and there. It's it's there's not really a, like a streamlined process and actually as far as like putting out recordings go, we we take our sweet time. <laughs> Right, right. That's right. So, to to your your the discipline, the discipline of the von traps is not there. But it sounds like you have a lot of fun doing it, and 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 it's yeah. not like somebody brought Yoko Ono to break up the band or anything. You, you, guys, <laughs> <laughs> you um, would you say? Clearly, it was a musical household growing up. Uh, clearly, there's the whole Cajun, and I think Canadians here we can relate with the Acadian culture. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. The same people. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yep. that music is part of the community. You you gather around the piano. Everybody sings. There's always the fiddle. There's lots of food. Um, was it also very Catholic? Would you say? You know, it's interesting. The uh, the Catholic. I mean, it was always kind of being from Louisiana. They say there's. There's two religions in in southwestern Louisiana where we're from. There's Catholics and there's former Catholics. So right. Yeah. You have you know I've even known people that that sort of leave leave the faith, but and they'll go to like a Baptist church that has kind of more of that uh, sort of modern uh, like concerty type of Sunday service, but then they'll still go to mass because that's just like it's, it's the what culture. they were raised yeah. with and, and they just don't feel like they've been to church if they haven't sort of had the uh, that heritage you know that rich heritage yeah yeah but so... when we uh, back in the day when my parents got married they were both kind of cradle Catholics but hadn't really like looked real deep into their faith and they started having kids and my mom kind of talked to my dad and was talking about how you know we really need to like teach our kids something so they kind of started church hopping to different religions to see what they really wanted, and, and they just felt the most comfortable at Catholic Church. But at that point, they were still kind of just cafeteria Catholics. Uh-huh. And we were in Louisiana. My dad was a pilot, and he got a job as a uh, flight instructor for China Airlines up in North Dakota, in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Right. So right up near Winnipeg. Uh-huh. And uh, we, we moved up there, and... We went to Catholic school for the first time, uh-huh. and the priest said something along the lines of, if you miss Sunday Mass, that's a mortal sin. Oh, and they had already talked about how, you know, if you commit a mortal sin, yeah. you you can you can go to hell. And so uh, that, that all came home, <laughs> and my dad was like, that's crazy. No, they don't teach that anymore, and kind of started looking into his faith again. Right. And so over time, kind of, we all got deeper into uh, our faith and sort of seeing how rich and how much logical sense a lot mm. of it makes. You know, it all adds up. Right, and it does, actually. Um, n- n- now, I, to listen to your music, nobody would think, oh, it's a Catholic band. I mean, you got a song, <laughs> Rice and Gravy. Like, uh, <laughs> what, what, would, you say, would you say that your music is Catholic music or, or that you're a Catholic group? I would... The way that I say it is that we are... Uh, a secular band, and we are all Catholics. Uh-huh. Sort of like, you know, uh, Opus Dei, the work, you know? Yeah. You kind of have to be, you have to be in the world, not of the world, and I think there's a lot of Christian music, and I think that's really good, and there needs to be, like, pointedly Christian music, you know, praise music. Right. But uh, that's not, I don't think that's what our our mission is, really just to make music that deals with difficult topics 
and mm-hmm. you know life life isn't always pretty it's not always easy and you, some days you don't really want to praise because if people feel sometimes almost betrayed by God because they don't understand what's going on and right. just people need to you know have music that that they can relate to that lets them deal with that and there's kind of a proper process of going through life mm-hmm. and uh, you know you can always love God you can always love somebody but you don't always have to be happy with them yeah you know? of course of course and I guess that's part of that's part of our faith really I mean that's part of being mm-hmm. in a relationship with someone um, mm-hmm. uh, you guys are busy you're gonna be touring uh, I got some dates here uh, in Nashville on the 21st of February you're up in Wisconsin on the 28th of February, you're in Colorado, March 1st, you're uh, in Canada and Victoria, Victoria, BC, a uh, beautiful place on, in April, April 25th and 26th, and, and you're going to Norway in July. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, going to, we've been to Norway this year, I think our fourth, oh, yeah? fourth trip back over there. It's beautiful. Beautiful, it's beautiful over there. Okay, so, and you're also uh, g- giving us a, a gift of a free download, at, which is available right now as people are listening to the program. Can you just explain wh- wh- what the offer is? Yeah, basically, um, you can download the last release that we put out uh, back in December of 2012, which is our Love Don't Care EP, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's five songs, and it's basically just like... You can get it for free. You can download it, and we want you to have the music. We want you to hear the music. And, Beautiful. Uh, yeah. We know that everybody, the economy's hit everybody hard, and so we want you to download the music, and then if you like it, come come see a show. Come, oh, know? good, good. Okay, so yeah, absolutely, because we want to know how to, how to support you guys as well, because uh, we don't want you to, 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 to only have to eat rice and gravy. Um, <laughs> the the uh, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll explain all that, and I've been explaining it throughout the show, and we've been listening to songs from that album. So, S- Stephen, it's been a great pleasure. Uh, first meeting you guys, finally, I've heard about you guys for a long time, and listening to your music, and, and it's great to learn a little bit about what you do and where you guys come from, um, and uh, looking forward to uh, crossing paths with all of you again soon. Awesome, yeah, hope to be back on the show again real soon. That was Stephen Rees of the band L'Angelus. You can learn all about them at their website, langelus.com. Also look for them on Facebook and Twitter. And for those of you who are listening to the program live on the Catholic Channel or on Spirit FM, um, as we just mentioned, the band has made available a free download of their latest album, Love Don't Care, off our, our Facebook page, the Salt and Light Radio 1 Facebook page. So just head on right there right now and see how you can get that free download. It's facebook.com slash slradio1. And if you'd like to win a copy, actually three copies of three albums, L'Angelus is also giving away three three albums, Love Don't Care, Sassé Bon, and Sacred Hymns. So go to our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Enter your name and your email address where it says stay connected for a chance to win weekly prizes. And we'll be announcing our winners on the next show next week. And we'll also post the winner on our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Here now is L'Angelus with the title track of their latest album, Love Don't Care.
such a fool Cause I go right on loving you To take you back, I'm crazy Well maybe that is true They can talk all they want About right or wrong and fair Honey, love don't care You were broken long ago Like oh so many lost and lonely souls Oh I'm a stranger to the dark places in your heart No matter what you've done I love you for who you are It don't matter where you've been And it don't matter how you sin This door is still wide open And I pray you come back in They're gonna say I'm such a fool Cause I go right on loving you To take you back, I'm crazy Well maybe that is true They can talk all they want About right and wrong and fair I'm in love listening to L'Angelus with Love Don't Care from their album of the same name and that will bring us to the end of the program this week. Remember that if you missed any part of this program, you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. That's also where we post links to our artists or guests and that's also where you can stay connected to win weekly prizes from our featured artists. For those of you who are listening to this program live on the Catholic Channel or on Spirit FM, today's featured band, L'Angelus, has made available a free download of their whole album Love Don't Care off our Facebook page so go to facebook.com slash slradio1 right now to download your free copy Um, it's only available now when the program is airing live and while while you're there on our Facebook page why don't you like the page and comment on what you've heard on this program so that's facebook.com slash slradio1 and you can also look for me on Facebook Deacon Pedro I'm also on Twitter at Deacon Pedro GM thank you for listening I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been the Salt and Light Hour. They're gonna say I'm such a fool, cause I go right on loving you to take you back, I'm crazy. Maybe that is true. They can talk all they want.